0: so warm-ups zay back again back again um and i'm excited about this show we uh went on a little road trip to get here um and yeah let's just do a quick recap so warm-ups we sit down and we talk with professional athletes who are new founders athletes with an idea we have athletes that are vets in a specific industry, and are crushing it in business. And then sometimes we'll sit down with business experts along with athletes, really just to talk shop about whatever field they're interested in. And uh, this episode, I'm excited because we got uh, Charlotte Panthers, currently Charlotte Panthers, uh, Madre Harper. So yeah. um, Madre, if you don't mind, give us a little bit of background on yourself so that way we can understand you know, where you come from and Um, what you've been up to. So I'm from Texas, you know, the big Texas from Texas, man. everybody
1: knows, oh, all Texas people love Texas. Yes, we do. (laughs) Yes, we do. But I'm from Arlington, Texas. I mean, come from the suburbs, Arlington, two-parent household. I mean, pretty much been playing football my whole life. It's been a dream. It's been something that me, my dad, and my parents have been curating and working and just really grinding for me. I was the kid that wasn't really going to birthday parties or sleepovers and waking up on the weekend Saturday morning and 6 a.m. 6 running, a.m. Hills. <laughs> running hills. Doing all. I was one of them kids like doing that, running hills by my neighborhood, running stadiums and just really grinding for this. And obviously going to college, I went to Oklahoma State first. You know, things didn't work out there. Went to Illinois, still made it to the league despite, and we know we we'll probably get into that despite all the things I had to overcome. But I mean, I'm truly blessed just to be here and we still be, you know, be in this moment and just fighting. And all my years just fighting for this goal and this dream. And obviously, like, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit about business and just trying to hold on to it, keep it, and also just enjoy it. Because I feel like the biggest thing is in the league, everybody's always trying to chase a bag or, you know, chase a bigger check or worry about what everybody else got or worry about buying stuff. But to me, I've gotten to the point where I'm just really thankful for just
0: being here and just really enjoying the moment. And the
1: rest will come because I know I'm putting the work in.
0: Who'd you play with that? uh... Oklahoma State. Like who was there while you were there that's currently um, in the league? That's still in the league? Uh
1: Mason Rudolph, James Washington, Rodarius, Devin, AJ Green plays for the Browns. Devin's at the Cowboys. Rodarius at the Giants. Mason's still at the Steelers. James Washington's at the at the Cowboys. And so
0: they had a pretty yeah, set. Had a pretty
1: <laughs> Yeah, line. we had we had some dudes for sure. And we had a couple of transfers that's in the league and stuff like that. So Oklahoma State put Devin, And then what? I'm tripping. Chuba. Here, Chuba Hubbard, here. Oh, yeah. I play with
0: him, too. Yeah, I'm tripping. Like, I don't know. Because I think um, Emmanuel Ogba. Yeah, Emmanuel Ogba. Vincent Taylor. My,
1: yeah, he just got hurt. Shout out to my dog. He just prays for him. Vincent Taylor, yeah. So, hey, I'm tripping on my Like I forget my dogs. A lot of guys, man. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so, these. August. that's where you started. Oh, yeah, and my dog. That's big bro, Trey Flowers. He used to be at the Seahawks. Nice at the Bengals. That's big bro right there. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: You. That's uh, what, 20 what? 2016?
1: Seventeen, my Ooh. class, twenty sixteen class. So Trey, Vincent, Eman, they, all them are a little older than me. Gotcha. Out of my class, so it's me, AJ, Rodarius, J- Justice Hill. He's at the Ravens. Are actually trying to play him. Uh, Tevin went second round to the Bears. Mm-hmm. Out of my class, pretty much a lot of our dudes from my class made it to leave. So, which is a dope class. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, as far as like. Oklahoma State goes, you started there. Yeah. That's like right out of high school.
1: Right out of high school. So I came out of high school. I was a three-star. I had like 40 offers. Was doing good. Committed there early. Graduated high school early. So I graduated in the fall. Yeah. And then went to, you know, went to college in the spring. So like, I didn't go to my senior prom. None of that. I wasn't really worried about none of that.
2: That lets me know how like, Focused on ball, you were. Yeah, it's only mean, kids that are focused on ball saying, hey, hey I'm missing prom. I took I took, to took to summer school early.
1: in high school. I took summer school in high school, and I took dual credit classes in order to graduate early. To and then I came college. into college, like, as a sophomore, credits-wise. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I got all that basic stuff out the way. Yeah, but I really yeah. wanted to play ball. I wanted to go there early because I needed to lift weights, need to get conditioned just so I could try to play. And I play as a true freshman. Right, right. So let I me mean, end up working out. It's just some things happening there that just... Partly my attitude, my look, outlook on things,
0: and then some stuff with them, it just didn't really work out. So I ended up leaving, really. Yeah. So why, was, did, why did you choose? So you're, you started in Arlington. What, like, out of your high school, where did other people, like, your classmates try to, like, usually there's, like, two or three colleges that, like, get the vast majority of the college, or the high school class, right? So
1: for us in Arlington, it wasn't a lot of people, at least from my school, going D1. So... Like, obviously, we you know we have people like Miles Garrett to look up to who did it before us. And then, obviously, before him, it necessarily would be uh, Fred Jackson, the running back. Mm-hmm. You know, he went to Lamar. But other than that, it really wasn't too many people that I knew personally that was yeah. really, like, going crazy in Arlington and going D1, especially, like, at our school. So, my class was me, Shane Buchel, uh Chris Owens, and Kofi Boateng. We were kind of, like, the first people to really, like, get a lot of offers and get a lot of, like, Power 5 offers. yeah. Obviously, you know, people in the city didn't like that. You know, some people thought, oh, we were overrated. Because, you know, Lamar, we went like, first round, second round of the playoffs. We didn't really go too far. But there really was no particular school. Our goal was just I didn't want to go to a JUCO, and I didn't want to be that guy that but so many before me, went to college, went to, like, a JUCO or, uh, you know, like, a smaller D1, I mean, D2 or D3 or something like that, fizzled out and came back in a year. Right. I refused. And I knew I wanted to go D1 because I felt like, that will give me the best possible shot to make it to the league. Yeah. But obviously, knowing what I know now, you can still make it from anywhere. Right, But still, I mean, I would still tell kids to go Power 5 just for lifestyle, living, gear, experience. Like, yeah. I would never tell nobody not to go to a Power 5. Who was who's that,
2: who's that top? Like, who was your choices coming out of high
1: school? So Oklahoma State, OU, I had Stanford. Yeah. I mean,
0: I... That's your top three?
1: Yeah, for that's me. Yeah, that's either Stanford, OU, or Oklahoma State. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to ask. Like, why... Why OK State?
1: Um, one, the the distance really didn't matter to me, but it is like four years, four hours from home. Okay, But that didn't really matter too much for me. My parents wanted me to go anywhere. Two, I really liked the campus. Like The campus is beautiful. I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of Oklahoma State's campus, but it really is super nice. The people are super nice. And just felt like more like a family. OU is more of like, it's OU, so you should come here.
2: Yeah. OU's in Norman. Yes. And Oklahoma State's yes. in...
1: And Stillwater. Stillwater, yeah. 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 And then Stanford... I don't know. It was just it was really far to go to California. I'd never really been out to Cali, so I didn't really know too much about it. And then everybody said it's more of like an academic before football. Yeah. Which I mean, I am a smart kid. It's not that I couldn't have done the work, but I just didn't know if that would be. I don't know if I would be focusing more on school than football. And I wanted a good balance because so I know yeah. the classes are harder. But obviously, a Stanford degree is a Stanford degree. You know, you can use that. You know, yeah. anywhere. And I just like the program. I like the dudes that went there. A lot of people from Texas. It just kind of fit me. Yeah. So it just kind of fell together like that.
0: So why, so then you end up transferring?
1: Yeah, so technically, well, I'll be honest with you, I'll be transparent. I ended up getting kicked off the team for getting in a fight in practice. Mm-hmm. So I got into a fight in practice, little altercation, you know, things happen. Yeah, it's so I end up waking up the next day, end up locker cleared out, end up getting kicked off the team. But I mean, like I said, that's on me because you should never let another man... You know, control your emotions So obviously I didn't have to get upset I could have walked away Whatever maybe It was probably something stupid And But obviously the way they took it Which is fine I mean, they they had to make a decision Obviously for their coach And for their team And I guess I didn't fit that And obviously it was heartbreaking Like I mean, I was depressed Stopped going to class Stopped This was in the spring This was my sophomore year This was the third game of the season My sophomore year During the year During the year Oh, wow Yeah, during the year My third game of the season so and like At this
2: point, you were, you were playing more. I was
1: playing, yeah. I was starting, like, all that. Got killed the team. Wow. So, I and was then you like— you got to
0: deal with, like, the backlash of just, like, even just, like, local news or, like— You just know, punch. talking about I'm
1: suspended. You know, I got killed the team. People are asking what's going on. People in my city are, like, telling my parents, like, oh, her Dre quit football and just all type of, like, crazy stuff that just wasn't true. And nobody really knows the real, except for the people that were there about what was going on or stuff that was going on. It, it was something stupid. I mean, I don't think— I think it was a little bit of an extreme, but at the end of the day, I'm not mad at it because I do need to, you have to control yourself and you need to control your tempers. Right. That taught me a lot. So I have no beef with them or nothing like that. They didn't do what they need to do. But obviously it's really depressing for me because ball is what I love, is what I want to do. And I take my parents' name really serious. So like that's yeah. shame on my family for me not handling my business like I was supposed to. And, you know, obviously I stopped going to class. I just. You st- so you were still enrolled. I'm still enrolled. Yeah. still still gotcha. still paying me, you know, my little stipend check every month. Still, I'm still going to class. Still had, everything was fine. They moved me out of, like, we had to stay, to like, in these, um like, football apartments, like most schools. Yeah. They moved me out of the football apartments and put me, like, in the dorms or like, just regular kids, which is depressing to me because now I wait for all my, all the players, all my yeah. friends I hung out with a lot. And I had, like, a little small room and stuff, and I just didn't go to class. I stayed in my room all day. I watched The Office, and I just I failed all my finals. Wow. Failed all of them. I didn't go to class. I was making D's. My mom was calling me. Like, I just wasn't hearing it. And then, like, I was working out at a little gym or whatever. My dad was paying for me to go to this gym with this trainer and still work out, still keep my body in shape. Because back then, the portal was different than it is now. Yeah. So back then, you know, they could block you from going to certain schools and all stuff like that. So I really just didn't have no yeah. That's direction. next question.
2: Yeah. Um, so you got kicked out. Yep. Um, off the team, not off, at the school, but off the team. Keeped off the yeah, team, off the team. Um, so you're mine now. Okay, it's time to transfer to a Yeah, team. I need to you're transfer. Looking for. And how how was that? Was it, you know, was I team's I, kind of I hesitant. Didn't, I
1: didn't know nothing about transferring to be honest Got with you. you. Like I really should have promoted my transferring more, but like I don't know. It really didn't. When I was in high school, the offers just came to us. Like they, right. dude, So you're kind of waiting. Yeah, just like really to do and then you know, you get on Twitter and you know, you hit up old coaches like I'm transferring, but I thought I was, I was trying to go back home. So I was trying to get into SMU or go to Arkansas because I knew Chad Morris, the coach who offered me SMU, ended up going to Arkansas. So I was trying to, like, line that up because there was a a person that I knew, that I knew liked me and stuff like that. And then, you know, going towards, you know, the end of, uh, you know, the end of the season, you know, like I told you, I ended up getting shot. So then I end up just not having nothing. Wow. So, yeah. I Can just, I get
0: looped in on <laughs> yeah. I sure. feel like every warm-ups episode there's like a mic drop. Like Jen, yeah. like <laughs> so, Jen was like we almost I almost died. So
1: <laughs> really, you know, obviously I was depressed, hella stuff. So I was gonna meet up with some friends in Oklahoma City, uh, which is like thirty minutes away. So I just yeah. drove my car out there, ended up um stopping. At like this apartment complex, and then um, some dudes kind of just came out of nowhere. I had a nice car, I had a Scat Pack in college, so if anybody knows what that is, it's a nice little charger. Even though it's nothing crazy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But college, yes, I, I did have a Scat Pack in college, yeah. So which is which is a little different. Some dudes came out of nowhere, tried to rob me. Obviously, I fought them off. Another dude came out, started shooting, hit me in my knee, wow. got up out of there. Obviously, you know, called the cops, ambulance, and all that good stuff. But obviously that. Killed any, any transferring that yeah. was going to happen Because, you they, know
2: They, they saw it as, like, extra baggage Yeah, for
1: sure. sure And then, obviously, I mean, I didn't know if I was going to be able to run anymore Oh, wow I mean, it Those went right it. through my knee So, yeah. you don't know Like, obviously, I had surgery and everything like that And, obviously, now, nobody can tell Like, but, I mean, you just didn't know at the time And, obviously, I didn't know if I was going to to play ball anymore I know it's was going to happen And that's when I reached out to Southern Illinois Because one of my best friends from high school went there And, at first, they were not going to give me a scholarship So, I was just going to sell my car And just walk on and my parents are gonna pay. We're just gonna figure it out. Take out student right, loans. Right, just right. figure it out. Cause I mean, I wanted to play ball. I was just gonna walk on. And figure it out. So end up giving me my scholarship. And this was in the spring. In the spring of so I got shot. Twenty seventeen. So this is in the spring of twenty eighteen. Okay. So going into my junior year, Send so them up going to SIU. Which I, you know, obviously thank you for the blessing of taking me and providing me with a scholarship. Such so a huge blessing. You right. know, shout out to them, Coach Hill and all of them. And I, I really appreciate that because they took a chance on me and they didn't have to. Even though, you know, the what happened wasn't my fault and that can happen to anybody. We all know people wrong place, wrong time. Right. And it was very unfortunate, but I had to get there and grind it out. I couldn't play all, you know, no spring ball, no none of that. Grinded it out got my knee back enough where, you know, I could play that. And I played that season. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I got six months of rehab. I'm talking about grinding, like grinding hard, doing whatever I could. My parents using their benefits. I'm so glad my dad has insurance. Grinded out and still played that season. And I played, I was playing probably like 112 snaps a game. I started all special teams, played played corner, did everything I could. My knee was swollen every game. Like I was hurting, you know, taking Advil all the time, just doing what I could. And obviously like Oklahoma State, that's so how you were two different places. It wasn't a bad school, none by the least, but we didn't have as much resources.
2: Yeah, it was a step as, down. It was a step down, down yeah. you know, as
1: far as like like Oklahoma State. Like you know, they only provided us like breakfast and stuff. So like after that, I was kind of on my own. So you know, I had to, you know, try to figure out what I'm gonna eat at night, what I'm gonna do here, what I'm gonna do there. You know, do I need to get a job? And that's where I started. Like in college, like I was a janitor in college. I needed money.
2: Like, why are you playing? Yeah,
1: so I was a janitor in the summer, trying to make some extra money. I worked at big lots. I did whatever it could to to hustle and make some money. Because right. I needed to pay my bills, you know, like we we're probably getting like $750, 800 a month. My rent was 600 So, you know, after that, I wasn't really left with much. So I just had to grind it out. But I mean, that's part of my story. That's what happened to me. And I mean, I don't take it back for none. It made me really appreciate a dollar. I appreciate that I really wanted to play football. And the fact that I still made it here is a, is a true testament to God that I'm supposed to be here and I'm supposed to play. Because right. it, it didn't have to go like that. It could have went any other way.
0: Did you have a job in high school? Did yeah, I worked job? at Six Flags. Nice. Yeah, so I sold <laughs> tickets. Six
1: Flags. Hot, <laughs> people yelling at me because the ticket price is too high, and then, like, I control the tickets. Like, like nothing, to do. I don't, nothing to do with me. I'm sorry, I <laughs> just spent <spending> $3. <laughs> we get into the park. Like, I don't know what to do, but yeah. So, yeah, I've worked my whole life. My parents are firm believers on that. My mom and my dad always tell me they're not going to fund my
0: lifestyle, so <laughs> you got to work no matter you know. what. Yeah, you yeah. got to work. So what about, like, life outside of ball? So I feel like your story like you said, is a true testament to your work ethic. Like, God does a lot of it, for but sure. you gotta execute, right? Right. So, um, what does life outside of ball look like for you? And I'm interested in, like, I guess twofold. One, from, like, the personal lens. Like, I just want to know, like, what you do, do you like to cook? Like, what's what are your, some of your passions? And then on the other side, is like, more professionally, like, do you spend time, um, you know, in the business space? And and how, mm-hmm. what, what does that look like for you?
1: Well, I guess in college, I was really depressed, obviously being, you know, I got shot. I'm out of school. It's cold. Obviously, I want to be at a big school. I thought my pretty much like my life career was over in a sense. Yeah. So I really didn't do too much in college per se. Like, I just really, I stayed up really late all the time. Like, I still stay up late now. I still text Isaiah late at night. (laughs) Because, I don't know, I just told myself, I prayed to God every day that if he makes it out, if he, you know, allows me to make it through this, these are the things that I'm going to do. I'm going to give my parents money. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to get that. I'm going to try to set up this. And I just did a lot of time learning and plotting and YouTube University and reading and just trying to understand what I can do besides ball. And I love ball, but I know I need to create some type of identity outside of ball. Because a lot of athletes, you know, don't make it to the league or only play one or two years, or whatever it may be. And they kind of lose themselves for a little bit. Right. And I was already losing myself because I really thought, you know, me going to SIU, like, I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to league. I know I'm good enough to go, but just with everything that was going on, am I going to go? So, I mean, yeah, I play video games. I like to, you know, I really like to eat. I like food. I like to go try new spots. I'm a very active person hiking. I'm very outgoing, like to really pretty much do anything on the business side. That's where I really started getting into real estate because I was trying to really figure out what could still provide me the same lifestyle, kind of like what Ball did. And I knew that Real estate was a good thing for my legacy, something that I could pass down. And I didn't really have an idea per se of like, you know, some people like want to create a gym or some people want to sell, you know, protein powder, whatever it may be. That really wasn't never my thing. I knew that I wanted something I could be hands on, but something I also could do and not really think about it, like mailbox money. Right, I could just choose my time and how I want to work.
0: Like Drake said, how can I address you if I don't own, if you don't own property? You don't own property for <laughs> real. So
1: it's yeah. like, and all the wealthy people, and I like to study wealthy people or successful people. I should say, would end up being wealthy because to me, what are some of the habits? What are the things that they've done? What do they own? And all the people that I study, from Warren Buffett's to just self-made Jeff Bezos and everybody like that, they all own property. They all got up early. They all read. You know, they all had a certain level of discipline that was needed. In order to achieve this, and I knew that if I had the same discipline for football, I know yeah, I can apply yeah. it in business.
2: That's that's. I mean, that's a great point. Like most athletes, see business as this this daunting thing, um, but like the characteristics of entrepreneurs, investors mm-hmm. are the same characteristics that athletes have. You know, so that transition is a lot easier in and right. palatable than they really think. You no, know for what I mean? Sure. So, um, no, nah, it's, 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 it's great that you figured that out early. Yeah. Because um, most kind of wait until... this way.
1: And obviously, like, I'm still learning and I'm still trying to grasp things. Like I told you, I'm still willing to learn right. and, and trying to grasp things. It's just I know that I need to do something. Yeah. I know this ball won't last forever and I want to play as long as I can. I mean, I love playing football. I don't know what I'd do without it. But I know that obviously I need to have something else going on. And also, you know, I, I, yeah, I'd love to model and be in front of the camera and TV shows or whatever comes in my way. I'm not really much of a person to turn anything down, right. even like doing what we're doing here. Like, I love stuff like this. And I feel like that personality can just carry over into anything. Yeah. But I know I need to, like, pick a space and just attack it.
0: So like you would go to Casting Couch and like you do anything? I mean, <laughs> they don't know what that is. <laughs> but, let's, go, let's go back to real
2: estate, because um, that's something I love.
1: Um, As you know, as Alex know. Yeah.
2: Um, So what 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 was your first experience in real estate?
1: So I want to say my first experience. So one of my best friends, probably the best the best man at my wedding. His name's Byron Alley. Mm -hmm. His dad, self-made, went to University of Arkansas, you know, African-American man with his own architecture firm construction, all that. I'm talking about doing big projects, like doing stadiums and doing big deals. And that's when I first seen like a real successful, you know what I'm saying, black man in front of my eyes that's like out here really getting to it. And so... With Byron obviously working for his dad growing up and stuff like that, me able sometimes to be a part of like, yeah, my dad's doing this project, or he built this, or he this team did that, or his company did this, Conroe real Realty. And just seeing that, that's kind of where I first started like seeing that real estate space and seeing like, even like so. We were we were in high school, his dad owned the hotel, he owned the Hilton wow. when we were in high school. So, like, you know, like I was like, I thought that was crazy. Like he owns the, <laughs> How do you own a hotel? <laughs> he owns a hotel. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like the capital to have the relationships. So just seeing him kind of really built that for me. And then after that, like I told you, like I have a, like a cousin in Florida, my cousin Joe, he has like 120 properties in Florida, seeing people like that. And I just started seeing people and I'm like, okay, you know what, I can really do this. And I started just doing a lot of research. Like, okay, maybe, you know, I don't got to have a million dollars to start real estate. I don't have to have this, this and that. I can really start getting it with just, you know, 20,000, 15,000 if you find the right deal. right. And I just need the team and the right know-how. Like I told you, like how Mike linked us up, I just didn't really know where to start. Lenders, you know, it's a lot of like extra steps for people to like people always say in the league, like, oh, I hope you're investing your money, I hope you're investing your money. And I'd be like, investing what? Well, you should go get some stocks. I don't know how to trade stocks. Are you gonna teach me how to trade stocks? But like, people are quick to say invest, but don't teach us yeah. the step by step.
2: What is investing really? What mean? is
1: investing? Because just like people say, we should go buy property, people people go broke in real estate every day. Yeah. People go broke dealing stocks every day, people go broke day trading every day. Like, not everybody's winning. If you don't have the right plan.
0: And I feel like you have no rapport with a lot of the people that you're being, or are being put in front of you, right. like to say like, oh, we hope all these athletes invest in their money. And it's like, great, that's good material to read on the front of a brochure. Right. But w- like, what does that actually mean? Like, how do we build a relationship? And it can't just be the like wine and dine and like put on your, you know, your fake face for a night. Right. And then we go, um, into signing checks tomorrow. Like, yeah. And obviously like, you know, there's a place for stocks. There's a
1: place for, you know, real estate. There's a place for each avenue. Yeah. But like, I don't know, just the whole thought of like, somebody telling me to go buy some stocks that you, that you like. Okay. But how does that in turn build my legacy? Right. For I just sure. don't know. I'm not saying it can't do it. I just don't know. Like, I don't Where do you learn? Oh, you know, you can just Google it. Wait, well, I don't know. Is, is that the best use of my money to go Google something and maybe lose? See, I'm really paranoid. I don't want to go back broke. I don't want to work, be a janitor again. I don't want to have to live like that. So to me, without somebody kind of taking me through the steps, somebody that I trust, I couldn't just go buy whatever and just feel comfortable that I'm, oh, yeah, it's going to work. It just didn't didn't work for me.
2: No, I love that. So you're so you but you right now you actually are in the real estate game.
1: Yes, because, you know, I got two Airbnbs and obviously we're looking for a property, you know, my first like real property now. And so, yeah, I'm trying to get started from one to a hundred.
0: Is, is the Airbnb your property? Or are you arbitrage? arbitrage. So that was the
1: cheapest way. Another thing, you know, cheap. Yeah. I don't cheat. Yeah. don't cheat. So
0: for me. <laughs> well, it's low I'm, barriers. Low, not yeah. Well, not cheap, but it was in a
1: sense like, okay, I don't have to get a loan. I can just get a lease. And if it doesn't work, obviously I'll just pay the lease or whatever it may be. And I can kind of. Get up out of
0: it. Break that down. Break or you guys can both tag team that like break down what arbitrage means, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that don't understand what that is. Right. Or like the fact that you can't necessarily do it on any lease. This is true. Stuff like that.
2: So I guess I can give my experience of arbitrage. Um, So arbitrage is non-traditionally acquiring a property. So most people do it through a lease uh, and then sublease it out via short term rental or another long term tenant. Um, like like Madre was saying, this it's a it's a low barrier to entry. Um, you don't have to go out and acquire a loan to get this property. Um, it's just really getting a lease. Um, some apartment buildings allow it, some don't.
0: Um, more houses, I'm assuming. Some yeah, some some, some houses, landlords yeah. allow
2: it, some don't. But it's a great way to produce income to be able to go out and do more stuff um, in the real estate space because I guess that's the one drawback from arbitrage is you don't get the real value of owning real estate and that's right. the
0: appreciation so do you have to draw up your own contract like you're the landlord for yeah. the person okay. yeah yep. so it's, it's your terms which i'm assuming you just kind of mirror most of what's in the original contract because yeah. those are the like bottom line rules but on top of that you're just basically taking money off so if it's a thousand dollar lease which is rare you charge fifteen hundred dollars for it right. and you're taking five hundred at the simplest the form yeah and mm-hmm. i mean most
2: people are hacking it even more and and taking that lease and going out and turning it into a short-term rental.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so Airbnb, VRBO, utilizing platforms like that to, you know, uh, really increase how much the, the type That's of revenue.
1: Right. Yeah, And obviously, you know, Airbnb gives you protection, like if people cancel, people yeah. smoke in your Airbnb, and you know, also you can charge them. I'm sure a lot of people have used Airbnb. It's a big platform. And then for me, it was easy because all I need to do is get furniture, get Wi-Fi, you know, do the utilities and everything. And you can start listening same day. As long as you get all that set up with professional pictures and stuff like that. And obviously, it's little tips and stuff to make your Airbnb space look more appealing, but I thought you just get it going. This is a sidebar. When
2: you, so I utilize Airbnb for some of my properties.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When I when I first did it, it was kind of weird to me that Airbnb didn't do like checks to see if you actually owned the property. Nice. That was super weird to me. I'm like. So I'm good. Like yeah, I put it. the property on there. They didn't check and just see about. They don't if I, care. They're getting yeah, money. They don't they, care. They get their fees and that's it. And, and that's why there's a lot of scammers out here on Airbnb because yes. it's so easy to yes. just put a property out there. How do you solve? Can it, can that be solved? I mean, without physically, you know, going to see the property, I mean, we all I think, have
1: credit cards. I mean, you know, if it's a bad thing, I just you know yeah. call I mean, them.
2: I mean, Airbnb has and like, good customer service. Yeah, no, good they'll customer service. It. You'll get refunded. Yeah, if they'll it's refund you. Yeah, I mean, it's personally never happened to me, but I know. I've seen situations where it has happened where it wasn't an actual property.
0: Yeah. You just like, you see these, like, I feel like I had to do a background check to like drive a bird or like scooter (laughs) around the city. So, like, the fact that there's not a couple more. They they check license, like your. Yeah, uh, you have like a
1: verified profile. So, like, you know, your license, your date of birth, and stuff like that. But
0: I mean, we all know that that's not really hard stuff to get or create. Yeah. You know, so. So, like, so part of part of Warmups is like the story, the journey and the and the, the like show the the main goal of Warmups is showing other athletes in business or athletes in general that it's it's not that scary entering in the business world, right? There's mm-hmm. people literally sitting next to you in the locker room when these conversations might not come up as readily right. there, but there's people right next to you that can like either support you or are doing it and are just like you and getting right. in. You can help. Yes. you got to
1: find the right team. I'm big on like said find the right team and I've lost money like so like in a previous podcast, I've talked about me having a property and I lost money. Like, so I put the money in escrow, like 5,000. My other partner, even though the, the the I guess the lender said that we were good on the loan, whatever, but I guess it came back there. Just somebody, I guess it's multiple checks or I guess how that goes with the lender. I guess you could speak more on that, but like check this credit again. I guess they weren't really filling this credit score, which is a little lower because of previous things that happened. It wasn't nothing bad, but it just needed to be a little higher. So they ended up denying us, but we already put the money in for the escrow. Like obviously we lost it. So right. we lost that 5,000 just like like that. Lost the property, lost all that. And obviously like, that was like a tough lesson. I wasn't really upset, yeah. but it was another lesson like, okay, I need to make sure my credit's always strong. We need to make sure we double check, triple check, make sure everything's good. And like, you know, how you're talking about due diligence, what's in the contract. Maybe we should have gave ourselves more days to get that process kind of going so we didn't lose out on that money. You know, all that different type of stuff. But it's, so it taught me a good lesson and just, everything's not going to be easy. Even though Airbnb, when I first started, I wasn't making no money really. Cause you know, I was a fresh Airbnb. I wasn't on the main page. I wasn't a super host. Like, yeah. so it the just process. took some time to yeah. process. You had to put a little money into it.
0: Yeah. So what's like, like I said, like half of it's a- inspiration, but the other half is like action. Right. That's been my thing. That's been like, so helpful to me in my entrepreneurial journey. It's just like having someone, a mentor, a, like, more or less a blueprint of how this works. Right. So if we're writing up your blueprint right now in the real estate game, even if you only feel like you're just getting started, what do you think are some like actionable things that someone could do if they're interested in Airbnb, real estate in general? Like, give me some of like the lessons, but also like start here, do this, keywords that I can look up and get started today.
1: First thing and foremost, credit. Make sure your credit score is strong. Like my credit was like a seven sixty. Like make sure your credit score is strong because in order to get approved for these loans, in order to be serious when it comes to lenders, even getting approved from apartment complexes. Like people don't know you apply for apartment complex or a rental income. I mean, a rental place. Even if I'm a landlord, I can submit your information to these like a landlord thing, and I can check your credit. I can check everything. So like, if your credit is not strong, a lot of people are not going to approve you. Right. That's first and foremost. Two. Um, having a plan and executing it, like, like saying, like, what area would you like to do in? What's your budget? How are you going to fund it? Are you going to put it on a credit card? You know, do you have a business account? You have a business credit card? And I didn't have all that stuff when I first started. I do now, but like I put it on my personal credit card. Okay. But what's my plan that if this isn't working out, you know, do I still have other income to supplement this? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like my first steps that I always tell people to kind of figure out and just do, do some research. Like, would you like it to be close to home? Would you like it to be far away? And I was never scared about going out of state, but for a first time, people, I would definitely recommend somewhere that you can drive to. You can check up on it. And yeah, so credit, making sure your credit's right. Having some reserve funds, having a plan about how you want to decorate it, your budget, because budget is key. Like you're not going to make any money if you don't have budget, like you don't have a budget. Because people say, oh, I'm just going to go and wing it and buy whatever. And then you just spent way over what you were supposed to. Right. Because, so, you know, you ain't got to get the best silverware, you know, the craziest couch, because you're not living there. Right. So you're trying to get stuff that is cheap in price, but still good quality. Right. And that's where people, like, try to decorate Airbnbs like they're living there. And I keep trying to tell people, like, you're not. Like, you're not living there. It still needs to be nice, but yeah. you don't have to buy a, a $8,000, $10,000 couch. Yeah. Like, just, you got to like,
2: understand. that's that You got to understand your price point. Yeah. Um, I think that's super important. So... You gotta know. I mean, there's tiers. You know, there's the the a sub a hundred dollar a night. There's the hundred to four hundred. Then there's the, you know, five hundred to a thousand type of places. So you gotta furnish it based off of where you fall at mm-hmm. within those different tiers. Um, I think furniture is a, a a a place you don't sacrifice. I mean, you do want to get the best bang for your buck, hundred percent. But depending on where you are on that spectrum, because if you buy cheap stuff, it's gonna do it's going what break. cheap stuff do. It's, it's gonna going break. break you got to replace yep. it. So being able to, you know, really have a balance. Yeah, it's yeah, a balance. It's, a, it's balance. a balance. Don't go crazy. You know. No need. But but definitely being able to. Um,
0: and, and and after that, is it just like as easy as going on air? Like going on Airbnb, finding a spot that you think makes like strategic sense. So there's
1: websites and stuff like like it was AirDNA or Airbnb. That's it, AirDNA. AirDNA, where you can find the. Average rental income and there's also Airbnb websites that show you like, okay, these areas are high in Airbnb and obviously you can just go on Airbnb like I do a lot and just see what are other people pricing their Airbnbs at in, in the area, areas. in that yeah. specific area that you would looking to do it at. And then looking at, okay, do I need to do keyless entry? Am I going to be able to drop off the keys? Like yeah. different steps. There's a like, lot of the little, little, other step, yeah. little small things that you have to go through to kind of see. Because like, you know, you could go get a property, but a lot of a lot of these, like, say you say you get a nicer apartment complex, let's say it's 2000 a month, where a lot of these nicer luxury apartment complexes are going to have concierge. Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. going to allow things like that, like you said. Even if you do come on some, I have a LLC, I want to do corporate leasing. A lot of people are be like, no, we want standard leases, standard things. So you have to look at things like that also. Like, yeah. is this area even a good area to do it? Can I even, how am I going to get the tenants in or the guests, whatever you want to call them, get them in, get them out? You know, who's gonna clean, who's gonna come by, who's gonna check on things if things break. You know, like there's a couple steps that you have to do. But really, like you said, you get the place, you find it's gonna make money, you get the lease, you put the furniture in there, you get a photographer to take professional photos. You know, so it looks its best, it looks open, the lighting's good. You know, you don't want just bad photos because we all pick things off of photos. Right,
0: exactly. Photos and reviews. Yeah, photos and
1: reviews. And then you list it.
0: Cool.
1: And obviously, you know, you're gonna share it to people, you're gonna tell your friends about it, you're gonna get somebody to go in there. And obviously, like when I got my Airbnb, I mean, I told my mom to go stay in it. I'll give her the money back yeah. and give me a review, yeah. to be honest, like so I can get a review on there.
0: I yeah. like that. And I mean, it's not against the rules. So. Yeah, and I'm, you can, like, theme it out, I'm, I'm sure. So, of course, do people something do something near, yeah, like, people, the yeah. stadium, you have a signed jersey on the wall or Yep, people whatever. do
1: themes all the time. You just got to find your niche. Like, yeah. themes really do well, like, in New York, Miami, places like that, because people are those— Traveling there. Traveling there. They're looking for those type of, like, cool things like that, so— You never know.
2: You know know something people don't think about?
1: Um, copyright
2: is so important when you're listening to Airbnb. You got to write. It has to be engaging. People got to, when they're reading it, they got to feel a certain way. They got to want to stay there. Mm -hmm. So that's an underrated thing that I had to learn early on in the Airbnb game is how do I write this description of this place right. to make it sound so appealing right. that this per- even the the, the heading yep. the heading has to be a certain way yep. so that people cozy
1: walk. one bedroom next yeah. to et cetera. <laughs> et cetera. Short walk. you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. like and then like you know like the people are only looking at like the first couple photos they want to see is there a couch are the TVs in the bedroom what is it next to what is it by does it have a pool
2: you know what I hate I hate when people like they have thirty photos but you don't know what the outside looks like nope. until photo twenty nine yep. Like, because
1: they know it's not as appealing. Yeah. That means it's a smart move. Because but- I've got an Airbnb before in the city in Dallas, and I pulled up, and I ain't gonna. Lie. The outside looked nothing like, like it was on yeah. the photos. I'm talking about there was homeless people outside, and I didn't feel comfortable. That's yeah. yeah, so why I didn't stay there. I you got can't my money bait. back. Yeah, you can't bait and switch. But people do that. That's crazy. And Airbnb has rules. So like, if you get like a certain amount of like negative reviews, they'll kick you. They'll off They'll kick you off. So Which I is to- also keeping people on their game too. Not just allowing people just to go out there and, and finesse everybody. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, you may put a so you put up nice photos, whatever it may be, and they get there. A lot of people bad reviews, you'll you just get kicked off.
0: Shoot. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, and I'm I would imagine you can like negotiate with like apartment complexes. Like I've seen people I feel like I've seen people like Yeah, so say, I've like, seen people in my
1: space, block. like they obviously get an LLC, they go to the apartment company and say, Hey, I would like to do corporate leasing. A lot, of, a lot of a lot of, apartment complexes do corporate leasing, but I would like to also offer it through Airbnb, but it'll also be professionals. You'll tell them, like, some people do, where well, we'll lock in, we'll, well, I guarantee you two years I'll be here, et cetera, et cetera, this, et cetera, et cetera, that. You know, whatever it may be. Sure. So it's just like you said, it's all negotiation. People, yeah, some people do go to the apartment complexes or landlords and say, hey, I guarantee that I'll be here for two years. I'm going to use Airbnb, but this is good. my LLC is going to be professional. I'm going to monitor that we're not this type of people, you
0: know, like yeah. stuff like that. Okay. So I want to switch gears a little bit um out of the real estate game. Mm-hmm. And well, I guess I have a question first before we go there. Would you consider yourself entrepreneurial? Yes. Okay. Because I, I'm I'm picking that up. Based off
1: of. I'm a hustler, so I don't know. I just, that's why I say I'm a hustler. I've worked my whole life, found days to make money. I mean, I did music in college. I made my own music through my own parties at Oklahoma State and played my own music and made money off that. <laughs> I sold t shirts, did fashion, modeling. I mean, I've done a, a plethora of stuff. I had to a try similar to make experience. Money.
0: Yeah, I mean, you and I are on the same wavelength, then. I ask that because I'm guess I'm curious, like, outside of real estate Mm -hmm. where do some of your interests lie or and when i say interest i don't mean necessarily like you're super versed on that field right but like and that's kind of why i asked the personal like interest question earlier which Mm -hmm. is like okay if you like love to cook like there's opportunity there so um as far as like business beyond real estate Mm -hmm. what do you where, where do you dabble So like beyond real estate, I really want to like, I really want
1: to get into movies and like TV. I just feel like I have a great personality. So I've also been looking at like, okay, maybe after football, maybe I need to do broadcasting, maybe I need to do stuff like that. Like, I just like being in front of the camera and just, you know, connecting with people and just talking. So I know that that's a path that I want to pursue. And then other than like real estate and football, I mean, i really be at the crib, chilling. Like, I've been hanging out with my family, with my dog, like...
0: What kind of dog do you have? I have
1: man? a blue-nosed pit bull. His name's Quavo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I have a photo?
0: Yeah, I can we'll see a photo, for we'll sure. We'll throw him on. Yeah, for on sure. The
1: <laughs> and, I mean... At Call the of crib- Duty? Yeah, I played games. I played Call of Duty. So, I mean, I, feel, I don't feel like I do anything crazy. I just be trying to do it all. Like, I told Isaiah, like, I want it all. I know people be like, what? Yeah, I want
0: it all. Like, so, you're going to hop on that new war zone? So, and I just got God of
1: War 2 So you know uh, I'm playing Okay that so you're on
0: rock. You're on PlayStation Yeah yeah I'm on PlayStation I'll, st- I'll stay your PS tag Or whatever they're called Yeah for sure through. Yeah um, Yeah I have to carry Most of the guys I'm with In uh, Call of <laughs> Duty So hopefully oh, Nice nice Okay well, I, I'm gonna
1: hold my own I'm gonna win my one on ones
0: Yeah I have this running joke With Taco That he's trash Yeah But it's just not a joke But <laughs> so you just play for casual fun I'm gonna
1: roll this it's a skill And I've seen pro gamers Hung out with them And it's They, they, they put in hours It's about like 15 hour days Imagine so, being on the screen
0: for 15 hours. I couldn't. There's this dude. I, I I don't know if I say his name right. He last time I checked, he was with the Rams. His name's Blake Count Counteth, Countess. and he played for. I think he played at Michigan with Taco. And I got in one of his lobbies He's with nice. with Taco. He's nice. He's nice. I'm <laughs> like that's You're why right. I like that's why I keep playing with Taco. That's what you need. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I want to actually double back to something else mm-hmm. because I feel like we could have a whole separate conversation on some of these things outside of real estate that right. we should tap into. Um and we probably will end up I doing need, I just need episode. the right
1: people to direct me in the right path like people are like oh you in the league you should have all these connections but I'm like some companies only want people with 10,000 followers and I don't have that many followers they want people to plug with this and that so I'm just trying to navigate my way with content and meeting the right people and shaking hands so we all know that network and yeah. meeting the right people getting the right spaces because all it takes is me doing one photo shoot boom now I can do a model gig you know or getting on one show one commercial
0: whatever it may be now I have that other avenue that I want to get into and that's why or you're like leading into my point perfectly. I want to know a little bit more about your team. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you have a team in real estate, but like who's your like core circle of business enthused homies, supporters, mentors? Like what mm-hmm. does your team look like? Because you you mentioned earlier in our chat, like that's like the, one of the most important things. So I so, started
1: this dream with me and Byron. Like I said, my best friend, because Byron, he's a real estate agent works at his dad's company, started a company. I mean, he's doing it all. He, he's one of the most hardest working people like I've ever met. Like he's doing it all. Like he's hustling. I'm talking about trying, he's doing uh, restoration projects. He's doing, he's running, he's being a general contractor on stuff. Like he's yeah. doing a lot and still going to school, trying to get his MBA and get his master's. He graduates in December. Oh, wow. So like, he's a big part of my team where I mean, he'll do all the sweat equity. I mean, I'm talking about he's done everything from setting up my LLC to doing all this, this and that. And then obviously now I have Mike, which is another dude that Mike has been able, who's connected me with Isaiah. That's how we got connected. He's able to just put me in different spaces that anything I want to be in, whether it's community events, volunteers. I'm big on trying to give back. Like I said, before we kind of got on camera, like volunteering, helping the kids out because I feel like, man, I've been blessed in my life and I owe it to give it back to somebody else. And then connecting me with Isaiah... Cause I feel like now, like okay, now Isaiah's kind of part of my team now, which he's helping me get this duplex. Whether it's a quadplex, sixplex, whatever we end up getting, whatever the right deal is. So now he's here, and then obviously you know you have my agent, you have my parents, then you have like my big bro, my mentor. His name's Mike Hawkins. He played like seven years in the league. He's been training me since eighth grade. Never charged me a dime. None of that. Local to where you're from? Yeah, from no, my East. Sure. He, he lives in Allen. And never charged me a dime, none of that. He just really like my big brother. He just put me on game. Yeah. And he's the one who taught me how to be a pro before I even got to the league. Like how to move, how to operate, how you handle yourself, how you watch tape,
0: how you work out. And without him, I probably wouldn't even have made it this far. And that literally can exist in business. Facts. That's literally what I do yeah. for a living. It's just like, I've been there, done that. I Like, I feel like I'm going to end up saying this on every episode. My life's mission is to, like, I went to school for biology pre-medicine. So being an entrepreneur was not the plan. Right. right. And to be jumping into cold water, doing something, like learning a new field, figuring it out in the trenches, it took me six-plus years to get to this point, and it doesn't need to take that long for people. Right. So that blueprint, that mentor that you had, that you received, that's what I'm trying to share with everyone else, so that way we can trim off all the fat that exists in this like, I guess, professional journey or this, like, leveling up?
1: Because Mike Mike put me on
0: so much game. I'm
1: talking about all through. And obviously, yeah, I'm still young. I'm still doing my own thing. Like, yeah, he told me not to get upset in college and not to fight. But obviously, (laughs) you don't all listen to what we're supposed to do. But, like, I mean, what he's done for me in my life is inevitable. And not charging me a dime, none of that, because he just just does it off the love. And And he believes in you. Yeah, he does, for sure, 100%. He went to OU, got kicked out his freshman year. For getting into a fight. Oh, so you're just following oh, the footsteps. Wow. So it just, it just like coincided. Like, he's from Dallas. He was homeless. Like, wow. he was homeless in high school. Like, didn't have nowhere to live in high school. So him going to college is great. And then got kicked out, went to the arena football and still got drafted out of arena football. Like, crazy, yeah, crazy, crazy story. And so you that played just resonated so in me. The, Plays like the, seven, years. seven years. Seven years. Yeah. In the yeah. Wow. So it's just like, it's crazy to me. Like, our story's kind of like, we just, just, I don't know. It just coincides yeah. that much. Yeah. But like, and he just really believes in me and stood me. And that's why like his kids, little Mike, Mike, you know, he, he's the quarterback of Allen, four-star, got offers. Then we got little Malik, he's next up. He plays corner, he next up. Then we got little Bella. She's going to play tennis and golf or whatever. Yeah. So I just do anything I can for the, anything he needs, wants me to help the kids out, shoot them in a text, whatever. Like that's yeah. that's that's my family. That's like my second family. That's like my big brother. So it's just, yeah. Mike August has done a lot for me. Like you said, in business, people had more of that. Yeah. So that would be easier for people to go out and do stuff
2: let, let me ask you this um you may not know the answer to this question but wait like before for you, you go there before you go there you know what i'm about to ask and go ahead go ahead oh uh so yeah for
0: i, I just made you lose your train of thought <laughs> yeah, i, got I it. see it on your
2: face so yeah i got it i caught it back okay. so in business you know you have mike on the, the football side right. and on the personal side as well but like, what do you need in business to be able to be as confident as you are as a football player in business? Like, Do you know the answer to that question?
1: <sighs> to be as confident in business? Yeah, like as far as the team, like around you. Oh, a team around me? Well, I feel like everybody, one, needs to have knowledge about what we're doing and what we're trying to go to and what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Like, obviously, my financials aren't the same as a first rounder or somebody's been in the league longer than me. That's Definitely. one thing, understanding that these are the deals that we have to attain. Like, I feel like some people shoot too big and that's really a thing. I know people saying, oh, you can never drink too big. Yes, you can. Yeah. Because like for us, yeah, I would love to have an apartment complex, but it doesn't make no sense trying to go get a million dollar property or look at them or even, you know, even, oh, let's test out the numbers for these. But why? Why are we we wasting time testing out numbers for properties that we know I'm not going to be able to get? That's not even in my repertoire. Yeah. Two, Having like you said, like minded people that are on the same goal. Like all my friends are hustling. Like Mike hustling. Like you know, he's taking care of his family. Obviously, playing the league. So he did what he's supposed to do. But his journey there, crazy. You know what I'm saying? My parents hustling, still work. My dad still works two jobs. My mom works like hustling. Byron's still hustling. They have the knowledge where. I can trust their opinion and come to them about things and we can make educated decisions about what's best for my brand, right. where we're trying to go and what we're trying to do, whether it's in sports, business, whatever it may be. And then obviously with Mike, having the connections, having the net worth, you know what I'm saying, the network to just go out and make things happen and connect people. Yeah. So I feel like with my circle, I need people that have the know-how, have the hustle, got the grit and just really just kind of have to quit because we all know this life ain't easy. I'm right. talking about being an entrepreneur. There's going to be days you make no money, you make some money, you don't know what you're doing, you fail, you come back, but we can't have a bunch of quitters. And I like a lot of positive people around right. me that can keep me uplifted. So that's how, I, that's how I, I try it. to go with it.
0: So we, we want to try something new with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we are dropping a new segment today. It's called Hot Takes and Hot Cakes. Okay. So Madison's going to help us out. She's going to bring you um, a nice stack of, of hot cakes. Okay. Okay. And uh, I'm going to ask you five questions. Okay. Here's the rules. These hot takes. Thank Jeez. you, Madison. So these hot takes, um, you can agree or disagree with. Okay. And we asked, survey says, 100 people um, what their thoughts are on these questions. And if you get the same answer as the majority, you're good. You don't have to pick okay. one of those. If you don't get that, yeah. you're digging it. Okay. Cool. Cool. So question number one, your answers are agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. You need a college degree to be successful. Disagree. Correct. You answered <laughs> it as the majority, so you're, you're safe.
1: I mean, I have a degree. I got a degree. I have my degree, out so to my mama, but <laughs> I don't agree.
0: Number two, NFL games are rigged. Disagree. <laughs> What's Survey the says, eh. uh, I disagree. Go ahead, go ahead, go. <laughs> right
1: in. Hey, bro, I disagree for sure.
2: <laughs> that's the majority said games are rigged. Yeah, they said true.
1: They're crazy.
0: It's not, No, nah, man. That's a myth. there's a lot of conspiracy theories. <laughs> that's out a conspiracy there.
1: theory. <laughs> Whatever. You just Vegas is rigged. So, I mean, some. <laughs> people, I mean, I don't know why people just kind of understand. Some people just play
0: bad. Like, like it happens. Yeah. Like some people have off days. Like the over happens. unders are definitely rigged. All right, well, while you're digging in, I got another question. Mm-hmm. How's that taste, mm-hmm. by the way? It's a good chocolate. Well, I got a little on me, but, you know, I'm It's ahead. all right. You're wearing black. We'll be good. <laughs> so, the next question. Actually, as a DB, this will be interesting. Your answer will be interesting. Talk to me. Wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson or Devontae Adams? Well, I think the majority
1: is going to pick?
0: No. Or my answer? Well, one or the other. Don't, like, don't try to
1: beat part the majority. Of the <sighs> don't. Just go with what you're thinking. If I'm gonna say it right now, I'm going Justin Jefferson. He's going crazy right now. Devontae's right. still cold. I love, don't get it twisted, yeah. but I'm going
2: Justin
0: Jefferson right now. All right, that's true. And that's not recency bias. Hmm. Right, yeah. All right, cool. JJ. This, this is an interesting one. Wait, wait. This is what? Question number four Graveyards are a waste of space. Disagree. Ooh, that was an agree. You're still eating. Just keep it. eating. Where yeah. are you supposed to bury
1: people? I think people deserve a, a proper burial if they, if they want it.
0: Yeah, but I think it's more the fact that... It's like, expensive, for sure. We need affordable housing. It. And we're using all this land. You know, you're going horizontal. Everything else in the world goes vertical. Yeah, But I, I mean, mean well, my
1: parents, you know, passed away, obviously I don't want that to happen. But like my grandparents, like it's nice to be able to go to their gravesite, pay my respects, say my prayers, stuff like that. So... We're going way too deep into this. Deep. But <laughs> I
0: don't know. but it's like, some people I feel what you're saying. All right, here's the last one. And I don't know if there's a if there's a great answer for it, but mm-hmm. I can cook your 40 time. Ooh, you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disagree. Dude, they call me lightning McQueen in high school. Okay. Now i beat you going backwards. No. <laughs> Where yeah, if I could beat you barefoot. No. Nah, yeah, you need to look please. up. What's your 40? Look at mine. I was, like Google a, me. I was like a four four two. Who?
1: <laughs> 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 what was your four day, uh, majority? Four four two. This is that this was
0: my pro day. My pro day. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'll definitely smoke you <laughs> after those pancakes. Okay, well,
1: yeah, I'm one of them dudes, man. I grow like a little like a little bad kid. I can run whenever. I'm fast whenever. So you went from the country though. In the country, you know, they chase chase rabbits. My daddy from Florida, so I got speed oh, in my yeah, genetics. You got it. I ran <laughs> on the beach, race horses, all that. I'm from my daddy from Florida. My dad from St. Petersburg, Florida. We ain't going for none of that. <laughs> I ran track three went to state three times in a row. I hold three school records in my high school. So you're a speedster.
0: Yeah. I got two more questions for you. You can stop eating the pancakes now, unless you really. I think he likes them. <laughs> you no, know, you know. we'll have to do that more often. Um, but the the and we'll we'll rapid fire these so that way we can get out of get out of here and wrap this one up. But like, first question is like, what do you need? Like you individually, professionally, what is it that you need right now? Um, and maybe this is like a moment of vulnerability for you. Not sure. If you're open, if you're a more open individual, it shouldn't be. But like none of us have everything figured out. So whether it's a graphic designer or another Airbnb listing, what do you need in your life right now?
1: What do I need more in my life right now? Well, on the mental side, I need to just relax myself. I feel like sometimes I put too much pressure on myself because I want to retire my family I want to provide a certain lifestyle. I want to live a certain way. So one, I need to just have more paces and just kind of relax. But on the business side, you know, I either want more capital or just need time. I feel like I'm at a good point. Like where at least I'm thinking about it now instead of later. Yeah. And yeah, like my rookie year, I spent a lot of money just like, like a lot of dudes do blowing money thinking I'm going to play for it. Cause I played my rookie year and stuff like that. now I'm on P squad, which I mean, I'm still thinking for the opportunity, but things switched. Like, you know, the pay is different and stuff like that. And obviously like, yeah, I spent a lot of money in my rookie year. So it's like, yeah, I, I wish I had a little bit more capital to go do, maybe do some bigger things. But it's not always about the money. Right now, I just need to get a property. You know i say like, We're going to get a property by the end of this year. That's all I'm focused on this year. I'm going to use my money and get a property this year. Duplex, whatever it may be. Because I stopped worrying about, oh, I wish I could buy this or buy that or wish I made more money. Well, What about the money? What am I doing with the money that I do make? And that's what somebody told me. Her name's Hillary. Shout out to Hillary. rookie year. She told me like, well, you always want more money. You want to buy more stuff. And it's partly because we're around a lot of other successful people. And they're, you know, driving nice cars. And everybody wants to have a nice life. Nobody nobody can lie to me, so they don't. So you see that a lot. But you also got to look at what are you doing with the money that you are making? That's for everybody. Everybody's always talking about, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. But what are you doing with the money that you are making? So for me, I'm going to get a property this year. And I'm going to start from there. Gotcha say you
0: want to you want to bring us home with the last question.
2: Of course. We always in we always end our episodes like this um but what advice would you give to an athlete that's watching this um who's nervous about, you know, getting into business, having having reservations about getting into business. Um, what type of advice or what advice would you give them?
1: One, I would say vet all people. I'm talking about from financial advisors to real estate gurus, ask them to see their portfolio, ask to see their numbers, ask to see who they've helped and reach out to the people that they claim that they've helped, first and foremost. Two, um, knowledge. You need to read books, take a course, some type of way that you need to go research what you're specifically trying to do. Because right. you need to have more knowledge about it. You can't just walk in anything without knowing anything and expect, like, I don't expect you, for me to just give you the money and you just go get it and I just don't do nothing. That doesn't really do nothing for me. That's how I get scanned. That's how you get gypped. You don't. You need to know what's going on because in order to have intellectual conversations and to get in front of people, you need to know what you're talking about. Right. So you do need to have that. You need to read, take a course, you need to learn something. And then three, just have patience and time because every deal is not going to be the right deal. It's not going to be a rush and it may not just be the right time, but step by step, it'll, it'll happen. And then having just a plan, having like a couple goals, maybe not too many goals, but like, hey, Say you want to start a clothing brand. Well, let's get with the idea first. Let's figure out who we can have, design the idea, where we can get the quality from. Let's get the manufacturer. Let's do those three things. And then you go from, let's build a website to this, that, and the third.
0: Which is interesting because most of the time it's flipped. Right. I need help with a logo on a website. And it's like, that's like further Easy. down the line. That's
1: stuff that you can do in a day. People can design <laughs> a logo in a day. Yeah, You can make LLC in a couple of hours. Zen business, all these websites. Yeah, you gotta have a plan to execute. You can open up a like open up my business bank account. You know, the other day It took me
0: thirty minutes. Yeah, it's
1: stuff that can be done like that. But actually, like knowing what to make, what to get into, that's
0: the yeah, and the reason behind it, like separating yourself from the the business because you're a high net worth individual. If you give someone a rash with your project or with your product or your clothes or whatever, and they come for you, they're coming for you. They're not coming for Clothing brand LLC. So, and it like you said, it takes an hour to do that type of stuff. Fill that out, grab an EIN. Now you have what you need for a bank, a business bank account, and provide some legal separation from your own bank account to whatever it is you're starting. Because, like, it's it's also important to underscore like it's not gonna like everything that you touch is not going to turn to gold. It's not. So there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be a process and you have to focus on like failing fast Facts. or figuring it out in the early stages right. to give yourself at least any trajectory. A shot. To
1: me, business is just about giving yourself the best shot. Yeah. Nothing that you do is going to be a home run. You would like it to be. Some people get lucky, but at the end of the day, I want to give myself the best shot I can at making this work. I know that property like, we could get this property and so we have vacancy for two, three months. That could happen. You never know. The market could crash. Our rate may be too high. Who knows? But I'm going to give myself the best shot in order to make it work. Yeah. And that only goes from knowing what to do or knowing, having the people that know what to do, having some knowledge on it. And then, you know, you take a step further where like mine, I'm going to get it, put it in my LLC, get a living trust. Like it's going to be, we're going to
0: do it right. Cool. well, I think we got, I think we got what we came for. Yeah. Um, I'm excited <laughs> to, to continue to build this relationship and see what all you guys oh, cook sure. up on the real estate end. Road I'll to 100 properties. 100. That's the goal. That's
1: 100. The goal. Finn. What?